North Pole Hotline. We've decked the hall for our holiday party. Now we need to get decked out, too. Get the Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, get up to 50% off store-wide now on party-perfect styles like velvet tops and pixie pants. Up to 50% off? It is the season to be jolly. Jeans and sweaters start at just 15 bucks with tops from just 7 bucks. Ooh, we need those styles. Follow Lala fast. Buy online and pick up in store for free. And don't forget to redeem your super cash now through Tuesday to save even more. Kids, we're going to Old Navy. Holiday your heart out with up to 50% off store-wide at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid through 12 select styles only. Other exclusions apply. See stores for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody out there, my name is Dr. Ray Tomos, I'm a chiropractor here in Miami, Florida, and an official sponsor of the ISPS International Slow Pitch Softball League. Welcome to the Hot Corner here Thursday nights at 7 on Blog Talk Radio. We're going to be covering everything about general health, chiropractic, slow pitch softball, other sports as well, whatever you, the listener, wants to listen to. This show is based primarily for you guys to keep you entertained and to keep you informed. Call in or tweet us to get on the air. We'll be giving out the number and all our information throughout the show. Hope you guys enjoy and get ready for the Hot Corner. And welcome back, everybody. It's Thursday night. It's 7 o'clock, and it's time for the Hot Corner. Hope everybody had a great week. Uh, tonight we got a great show lined up for you. Tonight we're going to be talking a lot about overtraining and exercise and how exercise can sometimes lead to injury, um, what are some of the guidelines that you want to follow, and when is too much exercise too much. Um, we're going to talk a lot about tonight about some of the injuries that we're seeing tonight with, with athletes and um, specifically baseball players, and we're going to talk about some of those injuries and maybe what has contributed to that. We're going to talk a lot about um, what's, what's better. Sometimes is, is it better to not exercise so much? You know, what are some of the considerations there? Um, we actually had a great question from a caller um, that we're going to be discussing. So we're going to go into all that tonight, and we're also, our top three segment for tonight is top three tin men. So who, who can you guys think of that is the most injured uh, player, most injury-prone or injury-plagued player um, that's been out there trying to basically either play one of the major sports so if there's anybody that you guys can think of, maybe on your fantasy team that that caused problems or whatever the case is, somebody that you drafted and they're always hurt, um, or just maybe on your favorite sports team, that's what we're looking to hear. So we've got our top three, ten men, and, and when I say we, I mean myself and, and my co-host, Mr. Manuel T. Ferrero III. Again, Manny is the, the director, the league director of ISPS, the International Slow Pitch Softball League, which makes this show possible. Um, so we definitely thank Manny and the ISPS. And uh, for all you guys out there that are playing softball and you're not playing ISPS, you're not really playing softball. Um, so, again, uh, Manny, I wanted to bring you into the show. Are you there with me tonight, sir? Hey, Dr. Ray. What's going on, brother? How are you? I'm doing great, my friend. How about you? I'm doing great, man, here uh, chilling in uh, beautiful Miami, Florida. It doesn't get much better. How, how's your back feeling? Oh, man, after uh, I, went, I went by your office this afternoon, man, and after seeing you and got adjusted, I feel great, man. I feel like, uh, like a teenager again. My back feels phenomenal. All right, man, great. So we took a few years off. Uh, that sounds good to me. Um, so you were a tin man before you came in here tonight. 
Um, and I think that this is a this is a great <laughs> this is a, a great uh, a great topic tonight because there's just tons of injuries that we're seeing happen now um, all over the place MLB NFL it seems like athletes are getting you know injured on on a faster rate than I've ever seen before. Um, what what do you think about this trend? Have you seen this? Well, you know, when you really start thinking about it, Dr. Ray. Nowadays, it's all about exercising. It's all about, you know, CrossFit is the new, the new thing to do. And I think a lot of these athletes, what they're doing is they're over, overworking out their bodies and they're not giving their bodies enough time to recuperate. And uh, now we're seeing a lot more injuries, a lot more, um, a lot more athletes missing out on games, missing out on seasons. When back in the days, uh, you know, there wasn't so much emphasis on exercising like we do nowadays in the 21st century. So I guess back in the days, while the players were not, you know, physical specimens, as, as we say now, they, they were injured a lot less back in the old days. Well, you know, I think, I think there's a lot that goes into that as well, too, because of how far medicine has come along and our ability to diagnose. Um, this is not something that anybody that's listening would probably know about, but there's a certain way that doctors code um, injuries and different things that happen with their patients, and that's how they communicate with the insurance company. So basically we don't say that somebody has neck pain. We say that somebody has 723.4. And so that's the way that we communicate. And and those codes now are expanding from about 14,000 to 20,000 codes all the way up to about 70,000 codes. So the way that, that we're looking at injuries is, is a lot more comprehensive now, and there's a lot more diagnosis that goes along. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if back in the day, you know, guys were pitching with torn ulnar collateral ligaments and, and really needing Tommy Johns but just pitching through it anyway. And it's not that athletes are prima donnas now, but it's just that we know that by doing that, you're creating a lot of degeneration and a lot of problems for yourself later on in life. You know, a lot of the athletes that we saw back in the day that were super durable and all these things, you know, you look at those guys now and, and they're falling apart. I mean, they, they have a really bad quality of life. It's not just that, you know, they were able to play all their games. It's that they actually now, because they were able to play all their games and playing through all these injuries that we now recognize and give time off for, you know, now that they're, they're super beat up because of the fact that as a medical profession, nobody was really looking at what was happening with the athletes, uh, you know, to, to the extent that we are now. Um, but that being said, I believe you're right. I think that unfortunately, and it starts at the high school level, people are not really focusing on building a strong foundation for health and injury prevention. They're just trying to get as big as possible, as fast as possible, as strong as possible, as fast as possible. And that's not really the way to go about it when you want to work in injury. Manny, I'm getting a lot of feedback from you, my man. Are you traveling or what's going on over there? Actually, I'm on my um, I'm on my Bluetooth. Should I uh, move to a uh, better connection? I would I would suggest just because I get a, I'm getting a little bit of feedback from you, and, and it's uh, I don't know how that's affecting the listeners out there, but yeah, if we can improve about, that connection a little bit, I'm always in for it. I'm gonna um, uh, don't worry, Doctor Ray. Continue the show. I'll call right back and and try to get a better connection. Okay, you got it. And while that's going on, I wanted to remind all the listeners out there that you can call into the show as well, too, the uh, same way Manny is doing. And uh, we can get you on the air tonight, and we can um, answer any questions that you have about 
are you overtraining specifically? Are there any injuries that you're dealing with that you feel may be coming from exercise? Has that happened to you before in the past or anything like that? Um, at the same time, one of the things that we can look at is trying to figure out um, what type of training is going to be the best type of training for you. Um, so there's a lot of different types of training, and, and we're going to kind of cross the bridge here and go and talking about our topic for next week. Next week we're going to be talking about CrossFit, cross-training, sports-specific training, high-intensity interval training, bodybuilding, strength training, periodization training, and what all those different types of training are and why they can be beneficial and sometimes why they can cause some issues. So we're going to get into all that. And if you guys want to be part of the show, you can call us in. The guest call-in number is area code 347-637-3978. Again, that's area code 347-637-3978. And uh, if you have any questions or comments, you're welcome. Um, You can also, if you're a little shy and you don't want to call us up, uh, but you have some tin men that you know <laughs> that have affected you before and you want us to mention them on the air, we will. Um, that is, you can reach us at facebook.com slash 353heal. You can reach us at uh, on Twitter at Dr. Ray T or at ISPSO. You can tweet using hashtag the hot corner if you want. That's another route. Um, we are checking that out on Twitter right now through, and we will be throughout the show. Um, so if you want to get involved, you're more than welcome. We'd love to have the interaction from the listeners out there. Um, so what I want to do is go ahead and talk a little bit about, um, as I mentioned, some of the injuries that we've seen coming up right now. So before we get into uh, kind of you know discussing when is exercise too much and, and when is it not enough, I want to talk a little bit about some of the things that we're seeing right now. So, for example, if we just look at Major League Baseball within the first week of games, We've got a lot of guys and some really big-name guys being held out of the lineup and guys that have already moved to the DL. Um, so after his first at-bat, the first official injury of the season uh, was Jose Reyes, and it was a very familiar injury, hamstring. So, you know, he deals with a lot of in, uh, hamstring injuries from time to time, and he has a lot of issues going on with that. Um, and he's one of the guys that kind of seems to be always hurt. So Jose Reyes, that might be a little bit of a uh, little bit of an prelude there to, to one of my top three ten men, uh, but Jose Reyes could be one of those guys, so look out for that name. And then also we've got Josh Hamilton, who just went down. Uh, he looked like he was starting to have a little bit of resurgent season, but just got the thumb torn, sliding into first base. And that's a whole other topic that we can talk about. Does sliding into first base make you faster? Does it make you get there sooner? Does it confuse the umpire more? Is that better for the runner or not? There's a lot of different topics that we can talk about there. Um, but that is something that we could go into. So if anybody wants, we're definitely 100% um, able to talk about those things as well, too. So Hamilton got hurt with the thumb. Um, we got Zimmerman, Ryan Zimmerman. I don't know if anybody saw that throw that he made when he came out of the game, but they just need to move that guy to first base already. He is, he is. I mean, that shoulder looks like it's about to fall off every time he throws the ball. And uh, what did they say the injury was? Just chronic degeneration. Well, I wonder why it's degenerated when every time that he's hurt, all they do is give him cortisone shots and get him back out there and keep throwing. That's not the way that you want to do it if you want to have a fully functional appendage as you age later on in life. So for all you athletes out there that are playing and getting cortisone shots and playing through them, you should be taking that time to actually rehabilitate the joint and rehabilitate the muscle and make sure that it starts to regain actual function instead of just playing on it like Lance Harbor did in Varsity Blues and ended up not being able to walk and losing his scholarship to good old Florida State. So you guys got to be careful out there 
playing under the impression of painkillers, playing under the impression of cortisone, because that stuff is not designed to get you back out on the field. That's designed to just simply take away pain. That does not heal you in any way, shape, or form. All right, so be very, very careful. If anybody says, oh, yeah, take a cortisone shot and get back out there, they're not looking out for your best interest. They're looking out for something else. Maybe it's winning a championship or winning something like that. But anyway, be very careful with that. Um, so I wanted to hey, get into that for sure. Hey, Manny, you're, the, you're back. How you doing? Great. Uh, can you hear me better? Oh, 100%. Much better. I didn't even know you were there. I wanted to chime in again because I'm already getting uh, some uh, top threes of the uh, top three ten men. I don't know if you wanted to hear at least one of them right now. Yeah, definitely. Let's do it. Let's hear what we got. Well, we got Zip from uh, North Florida, and he's telling us on Facebook that Emmett Smith, Emmett Smith was always hurt. What do you think about Emmett Smith from uh, old Dallas Cowboys? All right, um, that's not too bad. Uh, Emmett Smith, I don't know. I felt like Emmett Smith was a pretty durable guy. I mean, um, I, I know he's had a few injuries here and there, especially towards the end of his career, but I think that's when everybody kind of starts to break down. Um, but, you know, definitely some good input there. What do you think? Well, all I remember from uh, Emmett Smith is him running the hell out of the ball and, and winning winning Super Bowls. Uh, that's all I remember about Emmett Smith, so... Uh... I really don't remember him being – I think, yeah, towards the end of his career, he was a little bit more injury-prone. But, uh, man, Emmett's a winner, man. He was – I don't know, how many how many Super Bowls did they win? Two or three, I believe? I don't know, because I try not to remember the stats of Florida Gators. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, Emmett won a lot of them. You know, he, he was a great player. Um, unfortunately, he did go to UF. Um, so, you know, he's one of my, my all-time rivals, but I have a lot of respect for him as a player, um, especially in his NFL career. He did some great things, and being an undersized guy, man, I mean, it's hard to do that. So, you know, all the props in the world go out to Emmett Smith, um, you know, great great back. And, and, again, you know, I think he was pretty durable throughout his career, just kind of started to break down a little bit uh, towards the end of that. But, you know, father time catches up with everybody. Um, and as we're going to talk about a little bit, uh, later on in the show, sometimes it can really affect how, how well you can stay on the field as well when you incorporate exercise a certain way or not. Um, so we're going to get into that. Do you have anything else um, from the Twitterverse or Facebook feed? Actually, yeah, we have uh, Robert also from South Florida. He actually is mentioning one of my top three, Mr. Derek Rose from the Chicago Bulls. Oh, 100%. That is the Tin Man King. I, I think I saw him on the uh, on the Yellow Brick Road with Dorothy. Uh, that guy is always hurt. I mean, he was he was literally he was literally cleared by his physicians to play, and he still didn't play. So you know, to me, that's that's the epitome of Tin Man right there. So I know why that's one of your top three. Um, and if it was one, if it wasn't one of your top three, it would have been one of mine for sure too. So uh, Derek Rose, definite Tin Man. Thanks for that input there because somebody had to mention it at one point or another, and I'm glad that somebody let off the show with that. So we'll get a little bit more into Derek Rose later on as we continue with our top three countdown. Um, and you know what, Manny? We're at the 15 minute at the 15 minute mark. Why don't we go ahead and reveal our number three, uh, our number three top three ten men? Go ahead and let's start with your third ten men of all time. 
Well, I thought about this a lot, and uh, I remember back in the 90s, one of my favorite players was uh, Penny Hardaway from the Orlando Magic. I even had wow. uh, his his shoes, the the pennies. I I believe I still have some, you know, almost almost brand new in the box. I've maybe worn them a handful of times because I love those shoes. But uh, my number three Tin Man is uh, unfortunately Penny Hardaway. He had a really injury plagued career. Yeah, uh, you know what? I, I can't agree with you anymore on that. Penny was one of the best when he was with the Magic, and then it was like he fell off the face of the earth. I didn't know what happened, and it was because he just kept getting injured all the time. So, you know, unfortunately, injuries make the best athletes, you know, just like all the rest of us, you know, not being able to play. Um, so that's why the topic tonight is really important, especially for us athletes that are that are constantly playing on a regular basis. You know, for these guys, it takes away their well-being, but for us, it really takes away stress relief and the ability to go out and have fun and, you know, just kind of leave everything else and all our stress behind us, which is a really important part of staying healthy. Um, so, you know, poor Penny. I, I had the shoes too. Um, he did make a little bit of a comeback a, a, a couple of years ago, which was really cool to see after so much time, um, but definitely not the same player after having all those injuries. So, um, you know, Penny had some issues, uh, but also a tin man, I believe, as well too. Um, now we have, uh, actually, Manny, we have another caller online. Um, so we're going to go out to our, our caller right now. We're going to try to get his input, and we're going to see caller. Please uh, tell us your name and where you're calling from. Hello, we have you. Uh, oh, looks like the call just dropped. Okay, never mind. Um, if you want to get back on the show, go ahead and give us a call. We'll bring you right back in. Um, we'll get you on air as soon as we can. Uh, so let's go ahead, and I'll tell you, Manny, my top three. Uh, my number three tin man of all time. Um, goes to none other than Grady Sizemore. Grady Sizemore from the Cleveland Indians a couple years ago. This guy was tearing up the base pass, tearing the field up. Guy was one of the best prolific center fielders. And then all of a sudden he needed a surgery. And since then, I believe he's had about five surgeries. He's had two surgeries on one knee, one surgery on the other knee, shoulder surgery, sports sports hernia surgery, um, and I think he also had wrist surgery as well, too. So that guy has just been under the knife. He might as well be Frankenstein, but he's definitely a tin man. So Grady Sizemore is my number three top tin man of all time. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what he does with the Red Sox this year. This is going to be his first time playing since, I believe, 2012 or 2011. So um, he hit a, a home run in his first game, which is pretty encouraging. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Uh, so look out for Grady Sizemore this year. And uh, we'll, we'll size him up, and we'll see if Sizemore is a 10-man at the end of the year or not, because uh, in the past he has proved to be. So that's that's our number three 10-man. And, and around the half-hour mark, we'll move into our top two. Um, so we'll go from there. And um, I did want to talk a little bit um, about uh, a couple of research articles that I saw this week that, that are uh, pertinent to our topic today. And one of them, the, the, the headline was that NSAIDs, or non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs like ibuprofen are linked to higher atrial fibrillation risk. So what is atrial fibrillation? Atrial fibrillation is basically when the top two chambers of your heart that collect blood from your body and then pump them into the lower chambers of your heart so that they can go to your lungs and then back out to your body, basically just sit there and quiver and never contract. So when you hear the heartbeat and you hear it go doop, 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 doop. The first doop 
is actually the atria contracting and then the valves closing. And the second sound is the ventricles or the bottom chambers, which send the blood to your body and to your lungs actually closing. So when you have atrial fibrillation, you're not pushing blood into the ventricles to circulate them through the body and into the lungs. And that is very, very dangerous, and that can lead to heart attacks, and that can lead to strokes and a lot of different things. So atrial fibrillation has been linked to non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs when they're being used on a constant basis. So if you take an ibuprofen every night before you go to bed, if you take Advil and Aleve and all these different Midol all the time because you're trying to play through pains, you're increasing your risk not only for problems with your stomach and your gastrointestinal tract, but also for heart attacks and cardiovascular risk as well, too, at this point, the science is starting to show. So for you guys out there taking chronic painkillers, be very, very, very weary and try to make sure that you do something about the reason that you're in pain. Living in pain is not a lifestyle, and that's why there's chiropractors, that's why there's physical therapists, that's why there's naturopaths, that's why there's the gym, because if you go to your medical doctor, all they're going to do is give you more drugs and say, hey, lay off of it, but that doesn't help you heal. You got to do things that are going to make you heal, and that's why things like chiropractic are so important because when you remove interference from the nervous system, you allow the body to do its job better. And healing is one of those jobs that the body will do better. And one of the reasons why chiropractic helps people heal so well is because stress is what causes that interference. So if you have physical stress, like, you know, you reach for the mouth 300 times in one day, that's a physical stress. If you have to sit down for eight hours a day and you don't move and you have bad posture, that's a physical stress. If you don't exercise, that's a physical stress. All right, so that's physical stress. Now, we also have two other components to stress. We have chemical and emotional. So what's an example of a chemical stress? Well, you do it three to five times a day for most people, and that's eating. If you're eating foods that, are, that have very bad quality fats, like fried foods, for example, or foods that are very high, high in the glycemic index, which means that they're very sugary, those foods are also very inflammatory and cause a lot of stress problems within the body taking over-the-counter drugs very often, like we mentioned, the ibuprofen and those things, that creates problems with your body's internal communication or your nervous system. So you want to try to be as careful with those things as you possibly can, and that's why eating a good diet is important and helps you actually prevent disease because if you can prevent inflammation, you can prevent disease, and that's really one of the things that I focus on doing in my, in my chiropractic practice is reducing inflammation through diet, through supplements, through whatever necessary way, through adjustments that we need to in order to make sure that the body's taking good care of itself. So be careful with those NSAIDs out there. Um, another thing that, that I saw that came across my desk was that an article that read that chronic stress is prematurely aging children. So for you guys out there that have kids, you want to be careful because guess what we just talked about? Stress. There's three different forms of it. Emotional stress I didn't even go into because everybody knows that job, money, girlfriend, economy, uh, kids, whatever the case is, we always have that. But the other two stresses we can control, the physical and the chemical, and that's really what we want to work on, especially with our kids. I'm urging you guys out there, do not let your kids dictate their diet. If they say, oh, I don't want to eat a vegetable, then say, well, you're not going to eat until you eat a vegetable. I guarantee you they'll get hungry enough to the point where they're going to eat a vegetable. All right, And that's what the way that we need to train the kids because all they're doing now is eating Pop-Tarts, and peanut butter, and white bread, and, you know, chicken fingers that are fried, and, and that's, we're, we're doing nothing but creating disease in our children. 
And then we wonder why they have ADD and why they can't concentrate and why they can't sleep at night and why they have growing pains. Food is very important, and it's either feeding disease or it's fighting disease. So please be very careful what you're feeding your children. Don't just take them to McDonald's every single day because you're killing them from the inside out. Food does not kill you unless you choke on it the second that you eat it. All right, but it will slowly start to kill you little by little every single day, the same way that smoking does and the same way that drinking alcohol every day of your life will eventually kill you. Food does the same thing. In America, we are ranked number 37 in healthcare in the whole entire world, and that's largely in part of the fact because of the way that we market foods to our children. $6 billion a year are spent on marketing to just children alone. So when you have your kid there watching Nicktoons, Watch what commercials come on. It's all cereals that are all sugar and fake vitamins. It's all Pop-Tarts. It's all crap that our kids are eating that is making them very unhealthy, which is making them require all these drugs that are reactions and not diseases. ADD is not a disease. It is a reaction. All right? There's, there's a fine line between disease and reaction, and most of our diseases are actually reactions to our to our lifestyle. So please, I'm urging you guys to be careful out there. And that's enough on that rant, but it is a very important one because I see it too often and I see it too many times. And sometimes just being aware of those things is all it takes in order to prevent something bad from happening there. So please, guys, take care of your kids. Make sure you're getting them a vegetable. Uh, Try to get them at least one vegetable with every meal. And if you're not doing it, I can guarantee you they won't do it either. So lead by example and make sure that you're getting your veggies as well too. so with that being said, let's go ahead and let's move on a little bit. Um, Manny, do we have anybody else talking about 10 men out there in Twitterverse or on Facebook? Not right now, Dr. Ray, but I, I, wanted to, I wanted to mention my number two, man. All right, let's get to it. Who's your number two? My number two is none other than Mr. Michael Vick. Michael Vick, dude, I don't, I don't know, man. This guy, he's an awesome athlete. He's been an awesome athlete, you know, all his life through college and everything. And he pretty much starts every season off on the right track. And then maybe by week two or three, he gets popped and he gets injured and no more for the rest of the season, Michael Vick. It's been like that for the past couple of seasons. Um, So Michael Vick is my number two 10 man. I got to agree with you there. Michael Vick has definitely been an injury plagued man. Uh, whether it's broken ribs or hamstring pulls or whatever the case is, he is always going down. So uh, Michael Vick is a great 10 man. I can't agree. I can't disagree with you right there. Um, so let's move to my number two 10 man. Then um, this guy, we're going to move a little bit away from baseball right now. We're going to go into uh, football and my uh, number two 10 man is Ryan Matthews. Ryan Matthews is one of those guys that every time he gets the ball, you're wondering, is he going down or what's going to happen? Because Ryan Matthews, first carry, broken collarbone, out four to six weeks, comes back, thumb issues, hamstring issues, ankle issues. This guy is always hurt. And the worst part is, if you're a fantasy player, he's, he goes towards the top of all these drafts. I remember he was the number three pick one time, consensus in all these in all these leagues. And that's the year where he went down on the first play of spring, I think of, of the first of the first game in uh, preseason. So Ryan Matthews is my number two 10 man um, of all time. Um, and I'm pretty excited to get to my number one because it's a guy that, that, that hits home. Um, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, 
So I wanted to, Manny, did you have any questions about those articles that I that I spoke about at all that maybe our listeners might have as well too? Well, I'm very interested in the um, in both of them actually because, um, dude, I, I I pop ibuprofen, you know, whenever I have a headache or or back pains, I, I pop a couple of ibuprofens and 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 lay down. And the other thing with with the kids, man, I, I just have you know my son's ten months old and you know, thank God that his mother is is very uh, healthy and and she's all about you know healthy foods and vegetables and all that stuff. So the kid the kid has a a good foundation, but for the future, man, when he gets older and he starts you know you know crying and and wanting McDonald's or or something like that, it's it's gonna get difficult, man. And, and you know it's something we we have to do as parents. Definitely, and, and and I recognize that, and that's why you have to start them out young and try to not give them treats when they're very young because sugar is really an addiction. It makes your body crave it. It's been proven that it releases neurotransmitters in your body that make your brain really want to have that sugary taste, and it's something that's very hard to break. It's hard to break an addiction to drugs. It's hard to break an addiction to alcohol. Sugar is extremely highly addictive. There's a there's a study that actually found out that Oreos are more addictive than crack cocaine. So think about some of the things that people have done for crack cocaine and then think about some of the things that people would do for Oreos. So, you know, kids are the same way, you know, and they don't realize that it's bad because they see it on TV all the time. That's why as parents it's very important to make sure that they're educated on that, to make sure that you as a parent are educated on that, and to try to not let them dictate their own diet. I'm not saying never take your kid to McDonald's ever, you know, but limit it. It, it shouldn't be it every single day. It should be only for treats every once in a while, and it should only be one meal per day if you're going to do that, and, and you should buffer that as much as you can by giving them a salad later on or some asparagus or some broccoli or some vegetables. Again, you got to make sure that they're getting these good foods because everything that you put in eventually is either going to get excreted or become part of your body. So, you know, think about your car. When you first buy your car and you put gas in it, it doesn't matter what kind of gas you put because it, it's not going to affect the engine because the engine is brand new. But as you start to build up those miles on your car, all of a sudden the, the type of gas that you put in makes a big difference. It, it makes the engine stall. It makes you um, have trouble changing gears sometimes. It will mess, it'll gunk up the fuel injection. So the same thing happens to our bodies, and, and the only difference is, is that the car doesn't start. The car doesn't start. For us, it turns into a disease. So you got to be very careful with that and just educate yourself and definitely listen to your wife and all her healthy uh, remedies because those things, as as you said, will be very beneficial for your child as he continues to grow up. Um, and that's very, very important. Yeah, but that that being said, I, I love my Oreo cookies, brother. Well, listen, just don't do anything crazy for them, okay, because I know you're addicted to them. <laughs> All right, Manny. Well, let's keep moving then. So um, now that we've talked about those articles, I know that you said that a caller had sent you a question and he wanted us to discuss something. Why don't you go ahead and read that? So we can talk a little bit about that topic. Not a problem, Dr. Ray. Let me uh, find it here. This is coming from Florida, from a texter in Florida. He wants us to discuss the diminishing marginal utility of exercising and training. And he gives us an example 
where he um, he mentions Tiger Woods versus Freddie Couples or, or Phil Mickelson. He says that Tiger is probably more fit, but his body is breaking down at a faster rate and at a younger age. And also he gives us an example where serial marathon runners <clears throat> excuse me, are at a much higher risk of heart disease than those who lead sedentary lives. Uh, working out stresses and builds muscles, but as we get older, our heart muscles start to break down irreparably. And that that's kind of funny because uh, now that he mentions uh, Tiger Woods and, and Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods is, is uh, absent from the Masters in, in Augusta. So, uh, you know, maybe that has something to do with it, with his body breaking down at a faster rate and, and much younger than, than the others. Yeah, I mean, it definitely it definitely has been shown that super high-intense exercise is not necessarily healthy for the body. That's why when we look at, you know, recommendations for minimum health, you know, minimum recommendations to stay healthy, excuse me, are, you know, two to three days a week, half an hour at a time, six out of ten max effort. You know, it's not training until you can't walk anymore, training until you can't breathe anymore, training until you throw up every day. That's really where athletes are going because athletes are trying to not be healthy. Athletes are trying to be competitive. So there's a big difference between working out to be healthy and working out to be competitive. And that's really where we get into the different types of training. So there's static cardio, you know, to where you do get on the treadmill and you do 30 minutes at, you know, a 6.0 pace and maybe 1.5 incline and you know, that's your cardio, and that's good for your heart. It pumps pumps blood through the body and so on and so forth. Now, running 26 miles, that's not good for your heart. And that's why actually marathon runners have a higher incidence of heart disease because they actually start to get hypertrophied hearts. So hypertrophy means your body's reacting to something where there's a big stress where your body has to grow in order to handle that stress properly. So basically when a marathon runner is running, and he's on mile 20 and 21 and 22 and 23, his heart is struggling to get oxygenated tissues or oxygenated blood to the tissues to continue to make energy. So that's where the problem is. All of a sudden the heart says, wait a minute, i got to work real hard here. So the heart starts to grow. Then when, the, when that marathoner is not running, the heart is, is prepared to deliver all this oxygen, but there's no need for it. And it's that fluctuation that starts to create communication issues and heart disease because there's all that inflammation that occurs that the body's having trouble clearing out and so on and so forth. So, uh, you know, hitting 30 minutes on the treadmill is a lot different than running a marathon and training for a marathon and, and those types of things. So, you know, definitely you got to be careful with the difference between training to be healthy and training to be competitive. Um, now, as far as far as the case of Tiger and um, and versus Freddie or Phil or that that type of case, you know, when you look at what they're doing, the way that they swing, Freddie Couples and Phil Mickelson and a lot of these other guys on tour, they're all finesse and they are all just, you know, it's it's rhythm and tempo and these guys have a nice smooth swing and and they're not the longest hitters out there. You know, they're more about short game and they're more about putting and those types of things. But when you look at Tiger, he generates so much power through his swing that he actually tore ligaments in his knee just swinging one time. I mean, that guy generates so much power and so much torque 
in his swing, that it's not a healthy thing for his spine or his muscles or anything like that either. And that's actually why he's getting surgery now. I mean, uh, Tiger has actually been one of the biggest advocates for chiropractic. Um, I mean, that guy is always seeing a chiropractor, and now he's getting surgery. So what does that mean? Does that mean chiropractic didn't work for him? Not at all. He probably would have had to have surgery a whole lot sooner and not been quite as competitive before and had to hold himself out a lot more tournaments even before this point. The fact of the matter is is that he's doing something that the body is not made to do, and that's play golf that often, 36 holes, 72 holes, you know, every weekend, and, and swinging that many times with that amount of force. You know, the body has limitations, and sometimes people break through them, but that's not necessarily healthy. Um, so there's always going to be a point where it's going to break down on us, and that's really what we're seeing a lot with our athletes. So why is that important to us, and what lesson can we learn from that? Uh, the biggest thing is that when we start to train, we want to start training by building a foundation to be able to continually build on. You know, if you build a house and you don't build a proper foundation, any little bit of wind that comes is going to blow that house down. You know, so that's that's a problem. You know, if if you build a strong foundation, your house is going to be able to withstand a lot of different a lot of different things, wind, rain, sleet, snow, whatever the case is. Maybe even earthquakes if your foundation is super strong. So that's where we that's where we want to go when it comes to training and that's why taking 6 weeks after after not exercising for a long time is important to acclimate the body to be able to even do exercise to protect the heart to protect the cardiovascular system and all these different types of things. So 100% you got to be very careful when you're first getting back into exercising because a lot of us especially men have a big ego and we want to jump in, we want to start benching 225 10 times, and we want to start squatting 315 again, and we want to start doing all these things. When you don't use it, you lose it. And that's called the Wolf's Law, and that's just the way, the way that it works. So there's no way that you can be 22 years old, working out consistently, take eight years off of exercise, and then go back out there when you're 30, and then all of a sudden say, oh, I'm going to do the same thing that I did before. That's how you get injured. So when you start exercising again after you've taken some time off, it's very important that you take six weeks to acclimate your body. You start to do one to two general exercises per muscle, per body part, you know, a few reps here and there, good rest time in between. Focus on building up your cardiovascular stamina and everything to protect your heart. And then that's when you can start to get into the different types of training that we're going to be talking about next week. But when you first start working out, you shouldn't be doing chest one day and back one day and all that. You should be doing an upper body split and a lower body split and one day focusing on the core and just doing cardio the rest of the time. And that should be six six to eight weeks to start out. You know, the first part of exercise is not necessarily hitting goals. It's getting your body ready to start to mold it to whatever goals it is that you choose. So that's that's where we where we kind of lack a lot. Um, in our in our professional sports because there's no time for that. You've got to be as big as possible, as fast as possible, as strong as possible, as fast as possible, you know, to be able to compete because it, it's money out there that, that's left on the table if you're not. So I feel like a lot of coaches and strength coaches and everything aren't really building or taking the time to build that foundation. They're just kind of setting their players up to be as fast as possible and, and kind of hoping and praying that they don't get injured or hurt out there. So you know, be very careful with that. If you get to a trainer and he says, oh, let's just jump into this right now, you know, I would reconsider and I would probably look at talking to somebody else and, um, you know, I, you guys, I'm here for you again as well. I was a trainer for seven years. I understand. I studied exercise physiology. I've got my bachelor's in that. I understand how exercise affects the body and how 
you know, exercise can over or under affect the body. And those are things that, again, are very important depending on what your health goals are and what your athletic goals are. Um, there's a specific way to train, and, and it's not the same thing for everybody and for and for all those different body types. Um, so you got to be very careful with those kinds of things. Um, so um, let's go ahead and let's see. Manny, do you have any questions about that topic at all? Actually, yes. Um, I have one question coming from one of our listeners in Florida, and I have a couple more top threes. But I'm going to ask you the question first since it has to do with Tiger Woods and um, it being National Sibling Days. This person wants to know, Dr. Ray, if Tiger Woods had a brother, what would his name be? Wow. Maybe uh, Lion? <laughs> that's, that's, that's a great question. I got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, these, these listeners. And... Um, we have some uh, some other people chiming in. Carlos from Florida is telling us uh, injury-prone athlete Greg Oden down here from Miami, from the Miami Heat, um, which I, I really I really can't yet classify Greg Oden as a as a tin man yet. Yeah, he was drafted number one. Yeah, he got injured. He hasn't played for a few years, but. You know, he got injured, and, uh, you know, he's making his comeback. It's, it's not that he's injury-prone. He just got injured, you know, one time, and he's back He's back now. What do you think about that, Greg Oden, Dr. Ray? You know, he definitely was very injury-prone when he first started in the NBA. Um, but it looks like he's been, you know, he's played a few games in a bunch of minutes, and he's done a pretty good job. So, you know, I think that maybe he put it behind him. Does somebody ever really put it behind him? Only time will tell, uh, but hopefully Greg Oden stays healthy because he is a nice force to have in the middle there, and he's been doing a good job blocking shots and getting rebounds and all those things. So, you know, we'll see how we'll see how that turns out. But you know, definitely he he we has got, the reputation. We'll, we'll see if he can break it loose. We got another another vote here for Greg Oden. They're number three. Then they they sent me a number two, Kerry Wood, and a number oh, one, yeah. Mickey Mantle. Really? Okay. Um, well, I'm not. I, I have to be honest. I'm not too familiar with Mickey Mantle's injury um, history. I do know that he's considered one of the best Yankees of all time, uh, but I can't really comment on it too much further because I don't really have that much knowledge there. Um, I can tell well, you. I know, I know towards. I know towards the end of his career, Mickey had had some injury problems, but uh, like you said, he, he was one of the greatest Yankees to ever live and he must have he must have been injury free for many years if he was one of the the greatest Yankees ever with that long long line of history from the Yankees. Yeah, definitely. And you know, I think that when we're talking about Tin Man, I think that we're talking about the guys not who broke down towards the end of their career cuz you know, so many people do break down towards the end of their career. I'm I'm a little bit more interested in the except, guys that except, don't really get to get their career kicked off because of injuries. You know, like Greg Oden seemed to be one of them, um, but he's been able to make a little bit of a comeback, so that's great. Um, you know, but like Emma Smith, Mickey Mantle, these guys were great, um, but, you know, Father Time just caught up, and that, that's something that, that is to be expected. Um, so for everybody out there listening, let's hear those guys that, that were huge, you know, all oh, these guys are going to be the best ever, and then, you know, they didn't quite they didn't quite cut it because they were injured. Um Sounds like you got somebody else that that wants to voice their opinion. 
Well, I, I was going to say um, everybody starts breaking down towards the end of their career except for the Iron Man, Mr. Cal Ripken, Jr. Uh, very true, very true, Mr. Mr. Cal Ripken. But, you know, if you can point one guy out and say, you know, that that just tells you exactly how, you know, some everybody's got to hang up the spikes at some point, you know. And uh, some guys, it's sooner than later. Um, some guys can have – you know, like Burt Blylevin. I was watching the the Yankees, or excuse me, I was watching the A's and and the Twins today um, on my lunch break for a little bit. And Burt Blylevin was an announcer, and he had a 22, 23 year career as a pitcher. You know, how many pitchers now can pitch 22, 23 years without getting Tommy John? So there are some guys out there that can do it, um, and there then there's some tin men out there. Um, so while we're on it, why don't we go ahead and talk a little bit about that? Um, who's your number one tin man of all time, Manny? Well, my number one was already mentioned earlier, um, and I also want to give you a prediction for a future Tin Man. Um, okay. Well, my, num- my my number one Tin Man is Mr. Derrick Rose. You know, obviously everybody knows Mr. Derrick Rose from the Chicago Bulls, you know, Mr. Mr. Tin Man himself. Um and also, I wanted to mention, people are still chiming in, Tracy McGrady. Um, and also, they're mentioning uh, Yatiel Green from the from the Miami Dolphins. Um, they're also saying here, uh, David Robinson from the Spurs. And Randall Cunningham. Remember Randall Cunningham from the Eagles? I sure do, and I remember him on the Vikings as well, too. Um, again, you know, another guy who had a, a pretty solid career and then broke down a little bit toward the end from what I remember. Um, let me see who, David Robinson, the Admiral, man, that guy was great to watch. Um, I remember him and Tim Duncan and, you know, what's crazy is that Tim Duncan is still playing. How's that for an Iron Man? You know, I mean, that's, that's pretty amazing right there. So that's a little bit opposite of a Tin Man. Um, but I, you know, I couldn't agree with you more. Derek Rose, definitely one of the top ten men of all time. And, you know, unfortunately, that guy's a great player, and I, and I'm, I kind of like the Bulls. You know, I grew up in Chicago when Jordan was there, um, and I have, a, you know, I have an affinity for him. So I'd, I'd like to see Derrick Rose do well and help out that Bulls team because they got a bunch of scrappy fighters there, and, and they're my kind of team. So, you know, I go for the Bulls when they're not playing the Heat. So, you know, we'll see how that works out with, with Derrick Rose, and I wish him luck, and I hope he can, you know, kind of get those injuries behind him and start to be the ball player that he is. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But my and we, man, my we have somebody. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Doctor Ray, but we have somebody chiming in on what they think Tiger Woods' brother's name would have been. Uh, they think it would have been Panther Woods. Panther. Panther. <laughs> <laughs> Panther Woods. I wonder if it's a Black Panther or a Florida Panther or what kind of Panther. <laughs> But no, yeah. they didn't specify. It was just the Panther Woods, um, some, and some, also Doctor some, kind of some kind of animal, exactly from the feline uh, from the feline line of of the animal kingdom. Um, oh, but yeah. Doctor Ray, I wanted to I wanted to make a prediction. Maybe in a couple of years we could come back and revisit the top three Tin Men. But my prediction for a future Tin Men is um, Mr. Johnny Football. I think Mr. Johnny Football is uh, maybe in the first game of his NFL career, we'll get lit up 
and will probably spend the rest of the year on the injury reserve or injury list. What do you think about that? A future tin man? Well, I tell you what, you you picked a great a great possibility to be a tin man. He is um he's not what we call really NFL size. Uh, you know, there was a lot of concern about RG3 coming out, you know, being very small and being mobile. And he went down with an injury. You know, I'm not ready to call him a tin man yet because he played hurt. Uh, last year he played hurt too. You know, this year we'll really kind of define him and we'll see because he should have had time to rehab by now. Um, but definitely Johnny Manziel, that could be a tin man for sure because that guy is very small compared to those big linemen. And all it takes is, you know, one person to land wrong or one big hit and or one wrong cut. And, yeah, it could be over, man. So I think that's a great prediction. I, I agree with you there. And, you know, hopefully Johnny will put on some size or he'll be extremely elusive and never get hit. But, you know, in the NFL, the game speeds up. So we'll see what happens. But good prediction there, man. I, I think I'm with you on that one. Thank you, sir. And we have one more for the top three ten men, Mr. Gilbert Arenas. They're coming in. Uh, somebody's mentioning Gilbert Arenas. Ah, Agent Zero. Yes, definitely. He's he's had some injury problems as well as some gun problems. Uh, so... <laughs> So Gilbert Arenas has not played due to a few different types of reasons, legal issues as well as health issues. So uh, that's a, that's a tin man um, and a metal man too. Um, so you know, excuse the pun there, but uh, so Gilbert Arenas also coming who, in on, who the, is on, your, on the top ten. And who is your top uh, tin man, Doctor Ray? Well, my top tin man of all time is actually Josh Johnson. Um, big big Marlins <laughs> fan. Josh Johnson is just one of those guys that he had one great year, but every other year he's been hurt. I mean, <clears throat> if it's a shoulder injury, it's a dead arm, it's, you know, a problem with the back, it's the neck, there's a bulging disc. I mean, a plethora of injuries for Josh Johnson. Um, and he's on the DL right now. Um, you know, and everybody was was speculating that he was going to have a good year in San Diego, um, you know, pitching in a, in a nice pitcher's park over there at Petco. And, but we'll never know because he's hurt. It would be my guess that when he tries to make a rehab uh, start somewhere down the line, he'll probably get hurt again. Um, just one of those guys that, you know, just I guess isn't, he's not cut out for it. He's not made for the grind, and his body just isn't keeping up with him. And, you know, another one of those guys, he's not my top. He's not one of my top ten men, but he's always hurt also, is uh, Troy Tulowitzki. I think he went out the other night with an injury, and he's always hurt as well too, you know, so. Uh, there's a few guys out there that just kind of can't seem to buy a break. Um, definitely one of the most freak injuries I've ever seen of all time was Kendrys Morales when he uh, jumped on the plate celebrating a home run and broke his ankle, and it took him like two and a half years to come back from that. I mean, that's that's got that's got to have some kind of tin man associated with it. Um, and he doesn't have a team to play on right now either. So, in essence, that, that almost kind of ruined his career, you know. So, uh, poor guy, but, and that, you know... It, goes to show you got to take care of yourself. Dr. Ray, in 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 Josh Johnson's and Tulowitzki's um do you think it's more like work ethic or just freak accidents or or what do you think is is their issue with with their injury prone? You know, to be quite honest, I don't feel like it's a work ethic thing because those two guys right there seem like some of the hardest workers in the game, um, you know, it's an unfortunate thing. You know, I mean, Tulowitzki is in shape, man. If you've seen that guy's quads and his arms, I mean, 
he's in shape. You know that guy dedicates his life to what he's doing. And the same thing with Josh Johnson. You know, it's not like either of these guys are overweight or not working hard. You know, these guys are doing what they're supposed to do, listening to their coaches, and their bodies are just failing them. And that's, I think, what a ten, that's, I think, what defines a tin man. You know, and that's what defines an Iron Man. You know, Cal Ripken, a great hard worker. You know, I'm sure he did everything his coaches told him, and that guy was able to play and break the record for most consecutive games played. You know, and then you know, then you get somebody like Tulowitzki, amazing talent, got everything going on for him in the world, but you know, he steps wrong on the on the chalk line, and all of a sudden he's got a, a torn hamstring. You know, so you know, there, there's some guys that their body just fails them, and and you know, genetically, people just don't resist injury the same type of way. And, and there's some guys that are just built for the grind and some guys that aren't. And, you know, unfortunately, you can have all the talent in the world, but if your body doesn't hold up, you know, the talent is kind of wasted there. So, you know, I'd like to see those so, guys make, maybe make some kind of a comeback because they're both great athletes. So in your opinion, it's a mixture of work ethics, genetics, and a little bit of luck, except for in the case, of course, of uh, Mr. Babe Ruth, who I'm pretty sure his coaches were not telling him to uh, go drink some beer and, and 17 hot dogs before the game. Well, you know, what? there's there's always, there's always an exception to the rule. And, um, you know, I think most baseball players were like that in the past. You know, there's that commercial where there's uh, the minor league pitcher and he's on the mound and he's like, oh, it's the 17th inning and I'm still pitching, and I had a breakfast of chipped beef and scotch, you know, and it's funny because that's kind of the way it was. boy. Uh, you know, these guys would be smoking cigars and just living the life and not paying attention to their body. And, you know, sometimes sometimes that, that can help out too because and, – and this is where balance comes in, and, and that's, what I, that's what I talk about the most is it's all about balance. It's always about balance um, because if you're – working out all day every day and you never have anything that's bad for you let's say like you know you never have you know chip beef and scotch or whatever you never have a drink and you never take time to relax and you never you know take time to get away from what it is that you're always working on eventually you break down from that you know and that's that's what happens I think a lot is that some of these guys may take things a little too seriously and never take that time to get rid of the emotional stress component and only work on the physical component and as a result, they're unbalanced, and their physical their physical component fails them. So it's important that again, you balance stress management, you balance working out, and you balance diet and exercise. And if you can find a good balance between those three, odds are your body's going to be healthy. And that's really what I try to do with myself and with my patients as well too, because staying healthy is a lot easier than getting, or a lot harder than getting healthy. Um, because it does take that balance and that discipline and all those things that, that we just kind of spoke about. Um, so definitely, you know, it, it's worth it. It's worth it, and it's balance. Yeah, of course. I mean, dude, you got to, after a hard day of work or maybe even for some of these athletes, a hard day of, of training, you know, it's, it's quite all right to come home and have a little nightcap, you know, maybe have a nice drink with your wife or something, a glass of wine, nothing over – you know, get crazy drunk or something, but a, a nice glass of wine or something to nice unwind at the end of the night. That you know, hey, it's all about you know, like you said, balance, dude. Hundred percent, my man. Hundred percent. Um, so let's see. Do we have any other ten men out there um, that people are commenting on? We're done for the ten men, and and what I 
except for Mickey Mantle, of course, but I is that most of these are, are, you know, athletes that have been playing in the past maybe 10 to 15 years. Yeah, definitely. That's, and, and, you know, we kind of talked about that. The prevalence of the injuries has kind of been, uh, it's kind of been on, on the come up and, you know, again, is that due to better diagnosis or is that due to, you know, the fact that players are prima donnas nowadays and like every little thing they can't play through it anymore or, you know, they're, kind of what's they're going hypochondriacs, on man. They're hypochondriacs. It's a, it's a possibility, but you know, I can tell you that being a hypochondriac will actually cause problems. I mean, psychosomatic pain is very, very real. Um, they've actually done right. studies where people who didn't have limbs felt pain in their limbs. Um, you know, so I mean, how does that happen? Well, well, the fact of the matter is, is that pain can be psychosomatic. You can actually cause pain and you can cause disease in your own body by thinking that, which is why stress management is so important. You got to stay positive. You got to always feel like you're getting better. You got to take care of yourself, um, you know, physically, mentally, and nutritionally in order to be the best athlete and the healthiest person that you can. Um, So hopefully that's what everybody's taking away from the show tonight. Um, Balance. Take care of yourself. Don't overtrain. You know, don't undertrain. Just make sure that you're training. And if you don't know what you're doing when it comes to training, you're more than welcome to reach out um, to myself. You can reach me online um, at 353heal.com. That's my website. You can reach me on Twitter at Dr. Ray T. You can reach me through Facebook at facebook.com slash 353heal. Um, You can just Google Dr. Ray. Um, Odds are I'll pop up there around somewhere along with the plastic surgeon. Uh, but don't look for the plastic surgeon, look for the chiropractor um, if you want to get some answers. Um, my guess is that it would be pretty hard to get in, in contact with him. For right now, um, it's easy to get in contact with me, and I'm here for all you guys out there. Uh, so, you know, 100%, please feel free to use me as your resource. Um, I'm here for you guys, and that's why I'm doing this show. Anything that you guys want to listen to, anything that you guys want to talk about, that's what it's all here for. So spread the word about the hot corner. Let's blow it up on Twitter. Let's blow it up on Facebook, you know, and let's get some uh, let's get some positive news and some health going on and a lot of different things, and let's help our communities. And, you know, if we help our community, we're living in a better place ourselves. So that's what I'm doing it for. See all these people, you know, riding around on drugs and all these kinds of things because they're depressed or because they're having chronic pain and, you know, they're all under the influence. You know, I'd rather I'd rather have everybody out there under the influence of marijuana than all the, the influence of all these other, you know, drugs that people are taking like Xanax and Percocet and Ambien and, uh, you know, all these Zolofts and all these antidepressants. And if this antidepressant doesn't work, take that antidepressant. You know, all these things are reactions to what we're doing. And, you know... Granted, we may have a genetic predisposition to them. They're all triggered environmentally, which means that you can, just because it's in your genes doesn't mean it has to be expressed. So, again, if you guys have any more questions about that or genetics and kind of how that happens, you know, 100%, you're more than welcome to reach out to me, um, and and we can answer any questions that you have as far as the knowledge that I have. And I'm out there trying to continue to learn more and more every day, um, you know, not only for you guys but for myself also. You know, I have a goal to live to 100 and I definitely want to see that, and I definitely want to feel good for all those years. So it's going to take you, some work, and I'm excited about doing it. Are you still going to be playing slow-pitch softball at 100, Dr. Ray? If my body lets me, I promise you that I will. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to be out there as old as I can and as feeling as young as I can. 
so 100%. Those are my goals, and, you know, you guys will probably see me out there for many years to come, hopefully. Um, but it does look like we're kind of winding down the show here. Um, so I just wanted to let you guys know again what my contact info is. You can reach me online, 353heal.com. You can call the office, 786-353-HEAL. Um, you can reach facebook.com slash 353heal. All those things are a great way to get in contact with me, if not Twitter or Instagram, at Dr. Ray T. Um, and I just wanted to, uh, you know, give a shout-out um, actually to my to my networking family, my BNI people. Um, we're having a, a little bit of a visitor's day next week. If there's anybody listening in South Florida that's an entrepreneur or has a business that they're trying to get off of the ground and they're looking for word-of-mouth referrals, uh, let me know. Hit me up. Send me a message. Shoot me a tweet, and I can get you some more info how you can uh, potentially be the only professional doing what you do in a networking group um, that tries to pass referrals weekly. So uh, if you guys have any questions about that, give me a shout. Any questions about the topics tonight, give me a shout. And remember, next week we're going to be talking about cross-high-intensity interval training, bodybuilding, strength training, and periodization. Um, we're going to talk about all those and the benefits and the drawbacks to them and what they can be used for. So, um, guys, I had a great time with you tonight. Uh, man, what a fast hour here on the hot corner. Um, and, Manny, if you got any um, if you got any shout-outs or anything that you got, I'll let you go ahead and wrap up the show tonight. So this is Dr. Ray signing off, guys. Pleasure being with you, and we'll see you next week on the hot corner. Well, yeah, thank you, Dr. Ray. Very, very cool show. Very, I had a great time uh, with the uh, top three ten men of all time. I want to give a, a big shout-out to all of uh, the friends of the show who uh, have been tweeting us and sending us messages. Uh, if you want to become a friend of the show, just send us an email, info at ISPSsoftball.com, and we will use you as a friend of the show to, um, you know, basically produce the show. You guys make the show happen, so it's uh, it's because of you that you, we have these shows. And also I wanted to remind everybody that I have my own show on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and also the West Coast show with Corey Ryder is on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. on the Pacific Standard Time. And like always, I am here on Thursday nights with Dr. Ray on the Hot Corner, my favorite show of the week, the Hot Corner with Dr. Ray, where we always come out with some new knowledge and uh, some great information from Dr. Ray, the official chiropractor of ISPS, and also the softball playing chiropractor as named by Softball Magazine. Uh, thanks again to Dr. Ray, man. Dr. Ray is, uh, without him, we wouldn't be here on the show tonight. So uh, thanks again to Dr. Ray, man. Great information and, and a great show. All right, my man, Manny. Take care, and uh, we'll see you next week on the Hot Corner. And don't be a tin man. Yeah, no tin men, no tin men. Everybody balance out there, all right? And that does it. Take care.
North Pole Hotline. We've decked a hall for our holiday party. Now we need to get decked out, too. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, get up to 50% off store-wide. Now on party-perfect styles like velvet tops and pixie pants. Up to 50% off? It is the season to be jolly. Jeans and sweaters start at just 15 bucks with tops from just 7 bucks. Ooh, we need those styles. Follow Lala fast. Buy online and pick up in-store for free. And don't forget to redeem your super cash now through Tuesday to save even more. Kids, we're going to Old Navy. Holiday your heart out with up to 50% off store-wide at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid through 12-4, select styles only. Other exclusions apply. See stores for details. North Pole Hotline. We've decked a hall for our holiday party. Now we need to get decked out, too. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, get up to 50% off store-wide. Now on party-perfect styles like velvet tops and pixie pants. Up to 50% off? It is the season to be jolly. Jeans and sweaters start at just 15 bucks with tops from just 7 bucks. Ooh, we need those styles. Follow Lala fast. Buy online and pick up in-store for free. And don't forget to redeem your super cash now through Tuesday to save even more. Kids, we're going to Old Navy. Holiday your heart out with up to 50% off store-wide at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid through 12-4, select styles only. Other exclusions apply. See stores for details.